the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Monday. Yawn. Get ready. Time to get at it again today. Razorbacks lost, but hey, I want to tell you, I'm proud of our our coach going for the win. I would have. I yeah, so would I. Here's the key: you couldn't stop him during the game. So if you couldn't stop him during the game in overtime, you're going to either let him, you're going to let him score. So you might as well go ahead and and go for it and get it over with. Got one second. Yeah, one. Yeah, that was so good. They had. They had uh, tape of Lane Kippen on the sideline when that when him who was it Burke that caught the touchdown pass? No, 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 it wasn't Burke. Thompson maybe caught the the, the touchdown pass that tied it all up. <laughs> Wayne Kippen, yeah, give him a gun right then. I'm just saying, he, he was it was a sad, sad thing. All right, I make my prediction right now. We will win this Saturday at home against Auburn. We'll beat Auburn. It's going to be a great, great victory for the Razorbacks. And if they win, now they got five wins. And in all honesty, as I look down the, the schedule, Alabama's the only obstacle to not running the schedule now, as far as I'm concerned. Did, did Texas A&M beat Alabama? Yeah, they did. They did. I'll tell you what, I've never seen an Alabama defense play that bad. That was pathetic. Yes, Mr. Feinbaum, I agree with you. All right. He had an article written by man, he ripped them a new one. I bet you the next team that plays them, if they have 10 total yards of offense, they're going to be lucky. I'm just saying. And, I, and, and Kentucky, reality sets in this Saturday, you know, in Georgia. Let me tell you what, when you go between the hedges, reality will set in for you all. You'll you'll go in six and zero. Oh, you're gonna come out six and one. Just telling you, <laughs> Georgia's the real deal this year. They're the team that should have been number one, and they are now. Alabama fell to number five. We are now down at I think thirteen, if I'm not mistaken, which is not bad if you ask me. Maybe it was a little lower there. It might have been sixteen. But here's the bottom line: we would have all jumped up and down and done back. Flips two years ago if we've been rated 16th in the nation because we sucked <laughs> it was that easy we were terrible and sam has done a really really great job he really has i like this coach like him a lot so uh i think they'll beat Auburn. so i'm and i'm sticking with it can't change my mind yep i think we'll win that one then then we got a real tough one you got uapb and that that will be you know we'll really have to do maybe two a days to get used to that 
I don't get ready for it. You know, that want to be here in Little Rock. You know, they give us all the really great games to see here in Little Rock. It used to be that they, remember when Georgia came here? It would been nice if they would do that more often. Played Lou Holtz in Notre Dame in Little Rock. It would been nice, wouldn't it? Beating. Yeah. It would be nice if they would, you know, bring some of the big, and I know why they don't. All right, what? War Memorial holds what, about 51, 52? And, uh, you know, you go up to Vietnam, holds 72, 73, 80, standing room only. I'm just saying, I can understand the money aspect of that. I really do. All right, so enough about the Razorbacks. But, whoo, big suey. I'm still big. I'm still on the bandwagon, brother. I'm still on the bandwagon. And Jefferson, man, he's proven himself as quarterback. He has proven himself as quarterback. He's getting much better. Getting better every week. Sam, keep it up, baby. We're all for you. I wonder how many people he'll pick up this year when he's out recruiting just because they've seen how good Arkansas is doing now. And we've got some of the best facilities in the SEC. We really do. You ever been up there to see the facilities for Paul T. Oh, it's, it's, you seen the weight room by any chance? I haven't been in it. I've oh, my Lord. It's, it's Cadillac. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's pretty good when inside your weight room you got – I think it's a 30-yard track so that they can keep timing you, you know, to make sure that your time's coming down hmm. when you get on. And then you get your practice facility right next to it indoors, which is just so wonderful. So you can practice in the air conditioning. Yeah, well, they don't do it very often. <laughs> Only when it's raining and stuff. I'm saying some of the high schools are starting to get that way. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're getting some you know really what? nice facilities. Well, they, they got, I don't care as got, long as it's not tax money. But it is. right. No, not always. Well, well, maybe not always. Go up know. to Cabot. That they, whole facility they got. Oh, they funded it through ticket sales. That would, yeah, it was built by the uh, the Booster Club. They put all that money up. Wow. They did a good job up there. Two things are great at donating. Churches, Booster Club. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. As long as you're winning. <laughs> you start losing, the money can dry up just as fast as it poured out, I'll tell you. Like the Eric Clapton song, Nobody Loves You When You're Down and Out. That's true. <laughs> now, that is a very true statement. Ask any high school football coach. That's very, very. Ask uh, o- uh, Orgeron right now down at LSU after getting tacked by Kentucky. What was it? Um, when I turned it off, it was 28 to 7. I don't know what the final was. Yeah, they're not happy with him. Now, remember, this guy won a national championship, what, three years ago? Uh, you know, they're not happy with him. Okay, so enough about football. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry about that, uh, Simone, getting into the whole football thing, digging into it. But I do, I love college football. My wife knows. Don't plan on too much. My grandson does not understand yet. He is four years old. About how much his his pop loves him. Because while the, while the game was on and while the Razorbacks were playing, I was downtown Little Rock at the Jurassic Quest. That's so looking, awesome. Walking around looking at fake dinosaurs okay, <laughs> and uh, animatronics and letting him ride on them. And I'll tell you what, a touchdown by the Razorbacks can bring uh, a smile to me. But my grandson's smile warms my heart. So I'm just fun. telling you. He had, <laughs> we walked in and he saw that 
it's not a brontosaurus anymore. When I was in school, they were calling them brontosauruses. What, what do they call them now? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Not, no, they just said that the scientists decided to give it a different name. And so, anyway, uh, they had a life-size one standing right there. And it's like five stories standing oh, over wow. top of you. The head is looking down at you. know. And my, my grandson walked in, and he just stopped dead in his tracks and if you could have seen the wonder in his eyes it made it all worthwhile for me Mm -hmm. so we we did all of that they had some some person dressed up as a uh uh raptor Mm -hmm. and and Uh running around in this cage thing and and they was i don't know who who, what group did it but it was it was great Mm -hmm. it was really a lot of fun he had a here's the key yes it was expensive but it was worth it. Yeah. I'm just saying it was worth it. Because I, I can look, I can I can figure out things to spend money on. Hmm. Just ask any politician. All right, <laughs> you can always find something to spend money. Isn't that right, R.D.? Oh yeah. You can always yeah. find money someplace to spend money. So was it, was it more expensive hey, than going to a football game? People's oh, handing it out for it? free. <laughs> it's whenever it's best. You know when it's free. Oh, uh, it's free. Yeah. It's free. Here's the key: yeah. really check your wallet when they when say it's, it's going to be free. You got to check your that, wallet. That's when you, on that's when you get that four dollars service that cost you about fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's when your insurance goes from thirty five thousand dollars a year to seventy five thousand dollars a year because all the free you're paying for. Mm. Yeah, all the people and who don't pay any taxes. Yeah, then. yeah. That free doubles your doubles your <laughs> rates. But uh, I tell you what, we got so many things coming down the pike right now. You know, you you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about health care. When it's free, it's it's expensive. When it's free, it's when it comes horrible. to health care, but with all these mandates that's coming down, you better think about the budget and how much of our budget comes from the federal government. We're about to find out how much the federal government controls this state with a checkbook. We so already know that. All that free money that all these Artie, Republicans you and have been I already know us. that the gov- the federal yeah. government controls a lot of. We're about to find here. out where people's loyalties lie and whenever you get ready to vote this upcoming election you better find out you know who's got a backbone and who doesn't and a lot of us in this room already know who does and who doesn't well and in many cases but you know our voters better find out so it was it was interesting nicole when, Clowney, representative nicole Clowney, actually brought up that you know if this if she's this, got you know that's a politician that you couldn't ask for a better name <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying yeah she does have a, a a fun name to play with but so anyway but she was bringing up that that idea that well if we do this or we do that they're going to cut off some of our funding oh, the, the federal funding is like they realize this well and so i i i i'm I said something to her after after as they were walking out, and I said, "Well, I, I kind of appreciate you bringing that up." Of course, I actually support the idea of cutting the funding off. Well, we of course, right? And so, was, but it was interesting though because that was her concern. That was the argument. That was the argument. Yeah. It, it's but, been the argument up there all last week and a half. And, and so, the, the thing is, maybe they will cut off some of the funding. But the fact is, Arkansas is addicted, and Arkansas needs to lay away, lay off the bottle. Let's let's say what the truth is here. Our state budget, in our own dollars, is a little over $5 billion. Mm-hmm. But with the government pass-through money, it's, it's over $35 billion. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
if you ask them to do a balanced budget to where we were receiving the same amount of federal money we were sending out, so you calculate, and that's one thing I'd like to talk to the to the people from UCA up at Acre mm-hmm. is how we're uh, a debtor state, right? Yeah. I'd like to see a balanced budget between what we collect in state taxes, what we send in in federal taxes, and what we get back. If you just made it balanced, and then how many non-essential employees would we have to send home to balance it? On a snow day? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm talking about if we had to make a decision to where they say, I know, you know, I know what? what you're saying. They had so some great ideas. I'm wondering how many, how, many, how many people would we have to send? Why home? do you pay for non-essential employees? Yeah. That's my, always yeah. been my question. Yeah. On, it, it on the snow the days, economy. the ones that stay home, leave them home. Yeah. Yeah. Remember right. when we had a big government yeah. shutdown and Employees. Talk over there. Talk over there into that microphone. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, the and everyone was you know having a heart attack over non-essential employees not coming in. All right, we're gonna take a break real quick. <laughs> then I'm gonna let you finish up what you're gonna say. <laughs> it wasn't. All right. Well, yeah, it's important. Yeah. You're saying something. Well, we want you. Let's take some break. Let's take a break here. It's Dave Ellswick show. We're talking reality here Maybe on 101.1 FM. The answer. Let's just take the gloves off. And- <clears throat> Oh, Easton Towing. I knew I was supposed to talk about them. I got their got their material right here in front of me. Uh, you know, no matter what the situation might be, Easton Towing can handle it. So you can always call on them to help you out, whether you like your keys in the car or, you you know, you have a, a flat tire on the road and you need somebody to help you fix it or you need a tow because your car broke down on the side of the road. Easton Towing knows what to do. By the way, what happens if you're on private property? What do you do about toes then? What do you do if you've got your camper on the back of your car? All that is important stuff to know of what the tow company will do. I mean, look, yeah, they might tow your truck, but what if they tell you we got to leave your camper sitting on the side of the road? You probably wouldn't want to do that. You probably come back and you have an empty camper completely. So, uh, Talk to the people that can help you out. That's East End Towing. Their number is 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. Put that number in your phone right now. All right. We'll be, uh, we're going to take it down to the bottom of the hour. We'll have some news for you then. Catch up on what's going on around the world. But right now, I want to go back and allow uh, Simone to talk a little bit about non-essential <laughs> Well, employees when, when we had the big government shutdown and people were losing their minds and it came out on one of the news reports of these non-essential employees and how many there were and it just had a big bell told in my head a light bulb why do we have employees that are non-essential why are they in government yes in government and what are they doing and why are we worrying about non-essential employees that we're paying the funny thing is is they all got paid they all got paid the time they missed in the back time. Yeah. Right, so right. They, they none of them missed a dime. No, they none got of, all their none, money. None of them missed a dime. We still, we, had so to, that we, was, we still had to pay for their services. At, but at one layoff, it was like 350 Yeah. That hey, they couldn't offer because they weren't at work. Right, right. So we ended up having to pay for their services. We didn't get to use our parks that our tax dollars are paying for, and they still got paid. They still got right. paid. But, but they see, should have just not permanently fired. People, Paul, don't you think that – they're doing all the things that people want their uh, taxpayer neighbors to pay for so they can yes. get it for free. 
Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, in a lot of cases, yeah, it's, it's they're, they're the people who run the parks and whatever else. They should sell these parks and let those of us who, who are enter, enterprising people to go out and buy these things so we can offer them to our neighbors with better services at better prices without having to steal from people. And keep them clean and actually usable. Uh, right, right. Yeah, clean and usable. Yeah, gymnasiums or uh, wave pools or sure. dog kennels or, sure. or private sector or, 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 if, or whatever if, else. If the government is offering it, it means that it couldn't make enough money for someone to invest in it. Always remember that. All right. I mean, I argued at this point in Cabot when they wanted to build their their big old building they got there with all the weight equipment and the swimming pool and everything else. I, From what I can tell, the swimming pool was put in to give a little bit of a break to the high school so the high school didn't have to put in a swimming pool. Is that right? Because doesn't their high school team uh, practice there? Uh, I've been in that facility a lot for other reasons and events. It's nice. It's very nice. But I've never seen the high school there practicing while I was there personally. I've seen a lot of people using it. But, yeah, it's it's a cheaper way for people to have access to something they want and have their neighbors pay for it and compete with private business. It's about to happen to Internet with what they just passed uh, in Cabot. It gives them the authority to uh to pick an internet service and well that's the what cabot they did before and look internet how bad service. the internet service is in in cabot it's terrible was it sudden link or whatever oh, it is terrible. that Don't we all got to take that. because nobody else can come in because they've got basically monopoly a monopoly they're going to pick a better one this time they're going to pick the one that pays more money to come uh-huh. into the city so baseball that's park exactly right, yeah nail on the head that's what, what happens. Do. That this is this is what happens in in these in these municipalities and here in the state. Talking it's, to Mike here in the state is they actually they pick contractors that will give them something in return, and instead of giving the people something in return, right. it's to give these some of these elected officials. Well, I can tell you at the very beginning when it all started. Okay. This is what's good about being the senior talk show host, okay, (laughs) is that uh, it wasn't money. Remember when they gave you your, 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 your civic channel and they would broadcast all the city council meetings and all of that kind of stuff? They did that for free is what they said. Of course, it wasn't free, but they would give it to you for free if you let them come in and supply all of your internet. That's what what they did on the county what they do is if if someone gets the county contract then they give it to all the fire departments and on the police department everybody for free if they get the county contract there you go i mean there's there's always a little bit of sugar and whipped cream on top Mm -hmm. yeah yeah some there's some of the sugar and whipped cream there's some of it on the bottom too yeah (laughs) that you don't see there's some on top so there's some money that moves around a lot of times that's exactly right money does move around but, uh, when you're talking about that type just, of thing. But, but you're right. You've always said, Dave, that you'll go green when it saves you green. That's when right. The technology is there for a free market economy to support it. But we are moving less and less from a free market economy because all these big companies, companies are saying, if we make a living off of government contracts, we don't have to spend money on marketing. We don't have to spend money on advertising. We'll just go down to the courthouse 
or down to City Hall, cut a contract, cut a deal with them. We get all the business of everybody in the town or the county, and then look at all the money we well, save. And you don't have to. And, and, well, and, and you, you you mentioned you don't have to do marketing. The cool thing is about doing business with government is the government will point guns at your customers and collect the money for you, and they, they will litter, and they call it taxes. But the, 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 right, right, and so and so <laughs> they, 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 you can provide a service that's lousy and too expensive, and government will collect for you. Whereas the private sector, they'd never buy your service because it's lousy and expensive. They will coerce you to pay your bill. Right. Right. Coerce. coerce. Yeah, try right. not. Try it's not to pay vo- your, taxes. your voluntary taxes. You never, ever own your property. Right. Let, me, let me tell you what really just stood out. Real quickly. Committee meeting, and I think you were in there too. They, they had a committee meeting over there with a BFNA guy. That said that those tax-funded lobbyists. Right, and he, he basically said that, that these PCR tests or the, the COVID tests were going to cost like over $100, between $100 and $150 a piece. And then you have another doctor, a doctor gets up there and says, I can buy those same things for $7 yep. a piece. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I published that on my, my Facebook page in something everybody should pay attention. Hold on. i got to take... The news, which is coming up now. Let's go to hear what's going on in the world. They actually said, come down and join us on the floor of the Senate. Yeah. But they were saying, well, run for a Not seat. Not on the Senate, but on the thing. But they were telling me on the Yeah, floor. joint. Joint says, committee. If you don't believe that this thing says, come down and talk. And I said, mm, I can't. You need to talk into the mic, Rent Wayne. <laughs> there. <laughs> I want to be able to hear you. I can tell you, I, I'm tired of speaking in a vacuum and yelling in a vacuum. I've sat through this last two weeks, and I've sat up there and, and maintained my civility and my composure. Yes. And and I have been respectful, like almost everybody that sit behind me. And, you know, I've, I've kind of coached them and says, this is the way you do it. You have to remain respectful. You have to maintain your civility and composure. And I'm tired of yelling in that vacuum in my head again. Yeah. And I want I want everybody to know that that i guess i can go ahead and announce it i'm i'm planning on running i'm going to run for the district 23 representative for Saline county and slanty fights old seat yes and i want you i want you to i want you to uh thank lanny i've known lanny all my life and uh he's he's done a he's done a good job but lately i'm i'm beginning to wonder because i've watched how he's had some of his votes on the on the floor this last time wasn't he really one of the big pushers behind the uh, used tire thing i'm i'm trying to believe back and that's but it's mainly these this this question on on whether or not the it's a a money issue versus a rights issue Uh and that that's where i have a rub and i think everybody else in Saline county does too and and uh now, uh, Tony Furman, he voted for the bill. Uh, Kim Hammer voted for the bill. So our, our Sling County coalition basically did the right thing. I, I'm wondering if if Lanny actually voted for his constituents this time, and that's what I'm, I'm wondering. Was it actually for his constituents or was it for someone else? That's what bothered me. Are you representing your constituents or thing? And I, I, you know, I've always loved Lane to death. And he's just, he just, uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about him, other than he's just, he's starting. I've seen some changes, and also I know that he's tired. He's run the race a long time. He's been in there a long time, 
and I believe that he's... Well, his wife just retired, so now mm-hmm. they can go do some traveling and, and stuff. And now he can go spend some time with his grandkids, like he told me way, you know, last year. You know, he, he, he told me last year he was wanting to, he was wanting to, he's wanting to get out after that last term. This was going, this was going to be his last term. And you told him you wouldn't run against him. And I told him then I wouldn't run against him. And, and he's told several other people the same thing. And I talked to them last night and they said they couldn't believe that he, that he was thinking about running again. And I'm hoping that he'll reconsider. I don't think he's announced yet, but I am. Okay. I'm going to do a little joke with uh, Wayne here. (laughs) <laughs> you're sure you're within in the right uh district right you're yes not living it's on district the other, 23 you're not living on the other side it's of district the street, 23 right? i just I, <laughs> I looked it up so, i was so, guessing before so, and i thought it was district 25 so, and i said you know it's actually district 23 That's so, so have they redrawn the lines for the for the state you representative know what, races and senate they races do the lines yeah. they would have to move district 23 to another part of arkansas <laughs> to keep me out keep you out that's what I'm saying. I've got uh, I've got a house right in the smack dab middle of. of yeah, the I'm glad to hear that. Okay, it's we not, had a little problem last time. Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> it was because of that thick line on the on the website. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got you. I do know. I don't know where he was exactly on the tire bill, but I do know that he run a bill. You know, when the state got in the tire business. They found out that they were losing money, believe it or not. They were taxing everybody that have tires to come off, but it turned out that it cost more to shred the tires than what they thought, so they weren't collecting as much taxes as it cost to run the program. So they were kind of have having to fund it, you know, under the table. Fudging. Yeah, under the table <laughs> until they could run a bill. And I do know Fight ran a bill to fund, you know, their – their uh, tire program, what you know, the their world? tire program that they've got. That other states like Indiana do it with private companies do it, but you know Arkansas thought it, it could be profitable. I, I had think. Joe and Duck on the show, and they explained how it could be done without getting the government even involved in it. Oh yeah, in but Indiana no. they're not. In Indiana they're not. Yeah, but yeah, you can read some articles if you want to. But the mosquito thing and everything got. The mosquito problem got worse when they did it because they didn't have the facilities, all the tires they bought to store them inside out of the rain. So instead of the problem being out somewhere in a field somewhere, it was in the state facilities. So. I've seen a lot of those same programs out here that, that are unfunded mandates, all the all the other thing, unfunded mandates and all that. And it just really – it really, like well, I said, it, I'm tired of yelling in a vacuum. Well, you, you I want to be in that. Hold on, Paul. Yeah. Oh, I. She's sitting over there on the side, and sometimes we all miss that no, she's talking. No, I was just saying that uh, you know anything the government runs turns to uh, let's just say sludge. Hmm. I mean, and it doesn't, it isn't profitable, it, and you find it's not profitable, it's not useful. You put a private company in there, and they're going to get things done because they have to compete and they have to make profits. Yeah, let them make a little yeah. bit of money. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you, you, they make even more money whenever they get in business with the state then the state buys all their equipment for them <laughs> yeah, and, the, and, the, and then they get all the equipment for free and then they get to charge the state and charge us and, and for the use of the still, equipment that still, the taxpayers paid right, for last, still can't state, be last statement on this go ahead paul and they still can't be productive you, we've got people that wear a suit and tie and a nice clean white iron shirt telling us how to deal with tires telling people who actually work hard for a living and get dirty 
telling us how to do our our business. And these people may not even know how to change the oil in their own car. And, and if you and if you gave them tire irons and told them to t- change a tire, they wouldn't have any idea what to do. In many cases, perhaps. And the thing about it is, they're fine in the landfill. The only reason we have a tire bill is to frame the governor in a good light, that so he can uh, be really a green governor and, and look good on a national stage. Because they heard absolutely nothing in the landfills. But hey, that is not that's not the object here. We're trying to make, make Arkansas good. look good for people come in. And real quick, what's more important? I'll, I'll hear from all these politicians what's more important, Arkansas to be number one in, in eco and green and, and all this stuff, or number one in freedom. you got to cater. Mm-hmm. You got to cater freedom. to somebody. You know, Arkansas used to be the land of opportunity. Yeah. Right. It all boils down to liberties, and that's mm-hmm. that's freedom. the whole thing. If you just look at everything, there's no there's no accountability in some of these things. I've seen how many, what, $130 million or, or plus that's in the Department of Human Services that I know that I've researched myself that has been either missing. Uh, missing. Well, that whole computer thing has never been rectified. That happened during Beebe's administration. What that's what I'm, I'm telling you. There is there is some – we've got to straighten this out, y'all. And I'm going to need – I'm going to need the people of Saline County as well as people of Arkansas to kind of fall in behind and help me out because I can guarantee you <laughs> y'all, are, y'all are the power in Arkansas. The people here – are the ones that will make decisions, and they can be if they know if they will get up there and get engaged. I can tell you, I I saw what happened up their state the last last uh, several this last couple of weeks. I think y'all did too. Here's when you know the grassroots are working. When the head of the DOJ, the Attorney General of the United States, tells the FBI. Keep an eye on these folks. Oh, my goodness. They're domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. Then you know you're having an effect. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's almost like being because people who don't Because like, people who don't want to wear a mask are just terribly dangerous terrorists. Terribly dangerous. <laughs> hey, we are an enemy of the state. And once, once, once you start getting into the enemy of the State Department, then you're about to find out where they're going with hate crimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they're going with hate crimes. And hate crimes is another thing that was on the governor's agenda to make us look good to all these corporations that we want to come to Arkansas. They're saying, well, the corporations won't come unless we sell our, our freedoms and we take the blindfolds off of Lady Justice and start treating people differently. So that was the reason they were saying is the companies won't come. Well, I've got a message for Sarah Sanders or Rutledge or any of them. We don't want to be number one in the corporate world no. financially if we have to sell our freedoms to get there. We don't want to be number one. So it's not about being number one in the money department. Hey, Arkansas is a hardworking people that enjoy our freedom, and it's not for sale. And that's why we moved here from Pennsylvania. I mean, it is about freedom. If you look at my relatives in Pennsylvania, what they're going through with the uh, masks and everything else and the different mandates. And, I mean, what they've went through this whole COVID time, it's been horrible. I mean, just going out. And I'm so glad we moved here. I love Arkansas. Well, it's about to be a federal thing. Yes. Well, it's, I about, agree. To it's about, about to be a federal, federal thing. thing. But it is freedom. Yeah, when it gets to be a federal mandate instead of a state thing, right now you're saying Arkansas is so much better in Pennsylvania. I agree with you. Yeah. I think Arkansas is the, the best state. I love this in, in the country. We love it, but the loyalties of 
of our politicians right. about to get tested. Now, they did these little bills to sidestep a little bit to give us a little more freedom, but you're not going to be able to sidestep this problem forever. Right. Their loyalties are about to come out, and you better know who would sacrifice their career for the freedom of the state of Arkansas. Well, we, need, we need lawmakers that are willing to not do sidestep. We need them to stand up and punch, and punch in the nose. Well, we had a lot of them that did that. Just did that. And here's yeah. the thing that yeah. everybody needed to understand. Right. I, I tried to explain this at the very beginning of the arguments that were happening in the state legislature. The reason that they were passing these laws is that it is not a law that companies must make you get inoculated. That's not the case. That's why the states who are sitting, they're sitting on, their AGs are sitting on lawsuits to be brought against the federal government if they do that. It hasn't happened. All Biden said was, to my fellow uh, people who own businesses, you can help by requiring the people who work for you to get inoculated. That's all he said. That's it. And then OSHA moves slower smoke off cold poop because I know that they're not going to uh, they're not going to derive a regulation in, anywhere in that 42 CFR. Well, they can't. No. They can't because it's not law. Uh, exactly. You've got to have law to back it up. So, you know, our, our legislators are doing the right thing here in telling companies, hey, you know, you need to think twice about what you're doing we have some good legislators i have seen them i mean we have a bunch of them but we have also we have a few elected officials that are pretty influential and they are using the same same extortion tactics and the same coercion tactics that that are used by biden administration and some big businesses all right let's take a break are you worried about the out-of-control government spending. You should be. If you're not, you should be. Uh, Soaring inflation, political unrest, and a rapid decline of the U.S. dollar. That's why millions of Americans now are investing in silver and gold to protect their nest eggs. It's Dave Ellswick for the David Lucas Financial uh, Group right here in North Little Rock. Don't let 1970s-style inflation destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets, whether it's an IRA, a 401k, hard-earned savings, by calling 501-223-3315. They work, the folks over at David Lucas Financial, with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you can get direct prices from a dealer you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501 222 3315. That's 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services offered to David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, hopefully sometime here in the next couple of days, (laughs) we might find out what the Democrats want to do about uh, the budget of the United States of America. Uh, we don't have a clue yet what they're going to do. We don't have a clue what Biden is going to do. I will say this. I, I, I don't speak well of Democrats very often, but I will say thank you to Senator Manchin and to Senator Sinema. Amen. They've done a great job. Manchin, I love that he, he stood firm when he said, hey, look, uh, you're going to try to 
you know, pay for abortions uh, with taxpayer money, that ain't going to happen. Not under my watch. And that's all it takes is one guy standing up and and bowing up and saying this is the way it is. Because I believe that there's others that want to say the same thing about the Hyde Amendment, but are afraid to. They're hiding behind Manson. They're, they're hiding behind him, but I guarantee they're thinking that. It's just like anything else, even here in the local capital. As I see, I see people that are hiding behind other people. Oh, I, I oh they talked about how big of the uh, the the uh, pro-choice rally was this weekend with several hundred people out on the Capitol steps. Hey, you want to see the pro-life rally? Mm-hmm. We'll do that again for you with the several thousand people that come down to the Capitol and walk silently for life. You know, we should maybe we should need to do another one. I'd give Rose a call and see about doing another one of those. That'd be a good thing to do. I'll tell you, we need more rallies. To actually, I, I don't know. If it's just like anything else. Whenever you stand up in a, in a committee or any a, a quorum court or anything, and you stand up and you turn around to that audience and you ask that audience to stand up if you believe that this is the way you're supposed to go, and the whole audience stands up, I'm going to tell you what that has a powerful. Powerful were you, were you with me when we when we they were talking about I forget what bill it was it was going to, they were going to tax us again and uh, I started talking about they'll keep taxing us till we don't have a pot to piss on all right and I was talking about that so we ended up having five hundred people show up on the Capitol steps with pots and spoons and we were beating <laughs> on them and and I'm telling you a ton of those elected officials came out this was during BBC time came out and went back in and they voted against the bill because that powerful (laughs) message yeah the visual they start seeing people that many if that many people will take a break during their lunch to come and do that in the middle of the week yeah you think about what how many people really are feeling the same way well and the fact is making phone calls to legislators and and getting out and being active does actually work i i heard from um i think one or two or maybe several that you know they were getting just a few calls about, yeah, we support these mandates, but they were getting like hundreds from people who don't make us do this. Good devilish. And, 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 even, and even I talked to a guy here this, this past week, I think, that he'd been vaccinated, but he bristled at the idea that he was going to, his company was going to force people. But well, he didn't I have a bristle problem. at it. You know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. vaccinated. I'm not yeah. anti-vax, but I am anti, Mandate. you know, people right. are anti-freedom. I'm yes. all pro-freedom right. here. And so that, that's, that's the thing is that, that, yeah, there's a lot of people who support being vaccinated, but they don't support being forced. And I think that's one of the things is that, that at least people still have a, a taste for liberty. And so that's that's the kind of emails and the calls that these legislators were getting primarily is that don't force it. Don't well, don't force us. There's going to have to be a court case. And uh, Robert Steinbach and myself and Chris Corbett were talking about this Friday. I believe in companies' rights, too. I the do, People too. who put their companies private, together and whatever, businesses. and they say – you know, look, you got to wear this kind of clothing or that kind of clothing and things of that nature for safety reasons and whatnot. I won't fight about that with them. They have the right to say that. If you don't want to wear that clothing, you don't have to. You don't have to work for them. I, exactly. I firmly feel that way. Uh, but I, I do have to say that there is a line of tension there of where individual rights and corporate rights I brought up is there's a difference between that entity, which is a company. There's a difference between an entity, which is a company organization or anything, and, and those other things. 
There's a difference between that and the individual. So which one do you... The Supreme Court said that there is no difference. Well, and, well, that's, well, a understand case. That. that's a case. I understand, I understand. And I agree with you, Dave, in terms of that the individual uh, uh, rights come in. You know, uh, I had one of the senators I talked to up there on the uh, in the rotunda uh, after that first two days or whatever, and he said something about, well, we have a seatbelt law. Does that violate the person's rights? Yes. And I said, yes. And I said, we also, I was saying the whole time that we also had a helmet law in this, this, this state, and why did we get rid of it? Why did we repeal it? It's because it involved personal choice. It wasn't, it wasn't involving anybody else. And that's, that's, that was my argument. Well, they said that they were trying to protect us by passing the seatbelt law. That was a lie. Everybody knew it was a lie. The federal government said, you make it a, 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 what's it, a a class A misdemeanor or whatever, so you can give a ticket and uh, we'll give you, I think it was $90 million is what it came down to. Bought and paid for. So, so the, the bribery and control by the federal government, this is nothing new, people. This is nothing new, but when it comes down to abortion laws, when it comes down to mandates that people have to uh, submit their medical information or or, or carry a card saying that I'm medically approved, then uh, we're going to find out where we're at and we're getting closer all the time. I can't wait till they get to mandating your children. They, you know, they just come out with that vaccine. That's going to be. Uh, hey, I'll tell you, they're going to mandate on Halloween. You got to show your card to be able to go out <laughs> before you can go trick or treating and receive any candy. Says that's that. right. No uh, card, no candy, and man. And if you don't have the card, we're going to run a stick up your child's nose. No, I'm just nose. kidding. They haven't said that. <laughs> no, Fauci just said today that he th- thought it was all right for children he to go and uh, play. Yeah, he blessed it. You know, he should. They should have pictures of him with a pope hat on and the thing that they, you know, they sprinkle water on people. Holy water. All right, we'll take a break here on the Dave Ellswick show. Uh, come on in. Uh, the weather's fine. A little rain today, early. Then it's going to clear out. Going to be cloudy the whole week. Going to have chances of rain on and off Thursday and Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Good hog weather. Woo! Go pig suey. We're back on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Before we go any further into the show, uh, Simone came across something we want to mention it to you. I think it deserves mentioning. Uh, As you all remember, we lost 13 servicemen 
and women uh, over in Afghanistan uh, here just a few months ago. And what's going on coming up in the middle of this month? Tanya Yielding uh, just shared this with me. A huge rally to honor the 13 fallen soldiers in Afghanistan. It will be Saturday, October 23rd. Meet at the Capitol at 1130. We will cruise for an hour or so and then stop up north and visit in the field. Okay. So it's kind right. of a motorcycle cruise. No, it's, no, it's just cars. No, it's cars. 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 Okay. Anything you have. Okay. Yeah, come yeah. up and take, take part in this cruise. They had a lot of the, the Trump great. cruisers and stuff uh, that were going on, and we used to have them on to talk about that. Um, I'll go with Elizabeth. I'll have the, the gentleman that, that oh. uh, takes care of that right. and, and have him on the show to talk about it as well. All right. I should have a drum roll here. <laughs> Big news today. All right, big news today. Uh, I did this two years ago, and and and, and then I got short circuited. Uh, no, Wayne Beach. <laughs> Wayne Beach is going to run for office, and uh, that means, of course, when when the running begins, Wayne will not be a part of the Dave Ellswick show anymore <laughs> for a while. Well, I don't get to come in and and, and talk about the campaign. Not, well, well, you'll be able to come in once in a while, but well, yeah. The bottom well, line is, at that point, every time you come on, right, I've got to offer that exact amount of time to Good. whoever is also running, right. maybe against you That's in the right. primary. That's right. Uh, he is going to primary uh, for the was it the twenty district, district twenty three? All right, you want to be a state senator. No, I, I, state, state I'd love to, no, but state I, I tell you what, uh, Kim Hammer's been doing an excellent okay. job. Sorry, uh, Kim. You've got to make Kim what Hammer. What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> He's grabbing his heart right now. Uh, yeah, no, not you, Kim. No, but uh, to make him a state representative. And, and the more true conservatives we can get in, the better it will be. I've, I've been arguing this. But I, I had ha- I've had people call me about, wanting to run for this office or that office. And I, and many of them want to run for a national office. Right. And I look them right in the eye and I say, don't do it. And and they say, why? I said, because you ain't going to win, number one. Number two, you can't raise the money to win. And number three, get in there and, and, and get your, you know, and, and pay your dues by being a state rep or, a, a you know, a quorum court. Member, Justice right, of the right, Peace or right. something like that, and make a difference closest to the people. And uh, Wayne wants to do that, and I'm all about this. And I can I congratulate you that you're going to run, brother. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Me too. So why are you running? I'm running because I'm I'm tired of screaming in that vacuum, uh, sitting up in the gallery and or standing and standing. I don't see it at all. I'm you always see me standing in the gallery. <laughs> I'm the one that stands and, and actually gets in front of these committees and, and speaks some common sense to 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 some of the legislators that still don't see it. And I can tell you I'm I'm so I'm so upset. You have to get mad first. Then you start after you get your mad on, you get over it, then you start actually making a plan and you start looking at how can I do this? Because I'm tired of just complaining. And I, I hear this all the time, that people aren't getting engaged and, and says, they, well, they're not doing what we want them to do. Well, there's a way to change this. 
There's a way. It's just getting engaged, running for office. Do you quit raising your children because they don't follow your rules? <laughs> I sure didn't. I got more engaged. And I think exactly. that I think we need a new set of horses in some of our races. Some that actually have that have that liberty virus in them. Some that you know that we we can actually make a difference and the only way you can make a difference is if you're on that floor but you have to learn the rules you have to learn the landscape you have to learn the players just like any ball game or any other game once you learn that and that will become, that will give you an advantage that gives you an advantage because you've got so many legislators they get elected they've been to the capitol two or three times or whatever and it's like they don't even know where the bathrooms are and that's kind of a joke <laughs> that's, down there. that's a joke but, made but, up. <laughs> but the reality is that 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 if you go down there, you'll have a better idea of what's going on. You won't have to. You won't be so behind the curve. The curve. Just, just like when when David Ray got elected, he was pretty familiar with how the system worked down there. So it's he, he knew he, where the bathrooms. Right, same thing, right, right. Representative, <laughs> same thing with Senator Gilmore <laughs> down in, in south southeast okay. Arkansas. He he's been involved in the in the lieutenant governor's office, okay. and he knows the landscape. He and, knows the players, and, and, and he that, knows the rules. That helps because when you've got people that. They've been to the Capitol two or three times on a field trip or something like that. Went back when they were a teenager, and maybe they went back for a rally or something of that nature. But they really don't have any idea how the how the the um, committee pr- process works. They don't really know how the system works. They're, they they don't know some of the customs and things that go on down there, and so it takes them maybe two or three terms to kind of get. Their sea legs under them. That's Man, if it takes them that many terms, they shouldn't be there. Well, right. that, but that, but that's that's just kind of I think part of the part of the thing is they're they're so disconnected from what's going on. Then they get themselves elected and they're just kind of floundering. Well, I think, then I gotta wonder why they ran in the first place. Right. One, one so. of the one of the biggest things that I want to say here is I see this all the time, and I talk to a lot of the representative senators up there every time i meet with them Mm -hmm. are you representing your constituents the people that voted to put you in office are you are you representing someone else whether it be the governor a lobbyist a bureaucrat or a company Mm -hmm. or a hospital Mm -hmm. are you representing an entity are you representing the individuals that actually put their push that button with your name on it because they are the ones you actually represent they're the ones you need to make sure you understand you know what they do uh and it goes back to what my my platform is all about. I believe in that Bible as number one. I believe in the I believe in our Constitution, our both our state and our U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you right now, I also believe in this right here. Yep. If you open it, it's it's a real simple recipe, really simple recipe to follow. He's holding up a booklet that has the principles of the Arkansas GOP. Party we platform. all, we all, all our Republicans voted in the last. I know the last two com- state conventions we've had, we voted unanimously for this. And I don't know why people don't read it. And in fact, is I talked to one, one representative. And I'm not going to mention his name. And there's just I talked to several others about it. Is that what did you do with the the little book that they gave you? And he told me I put it in my desk drawer along with all the other paperwork. I mm-hmm. said. <laughs> Don't you think that you might want to pull it out and read it? Because this is what we're about here in the state of Arkansas. And it's not hard to understand. Or supposed to be about. And I can tell you, it's it's an easy recipe to follow. That's what makes my platform so easy is I represent. And the other thing is I represent the people that will vote for me. 
I'm not there to represent a hospital. I'm not there to represent a company. I'm representing individuals. And that's what you have to do in this country. And we have to come back to that, that we represent the people that put you in office. Constituents. All right, let me remind everybody, it is getting to be that time again when you got to sign up for health insurance. And uh, I'm going to just make a big suggestion to you again, like I do just about every day, is that you talk to Pat Davis so that he can save you some money. He can make things a little bit easier on you because Lord knows health insurance is not an easy uh, subject to, to deal with. But uh, Pat can help lead you through saving 30 to 50% on your health insurance, getting yourself a health plan that's good if you happen to be really be self-employed. Uh, it's an actual insurance plan, not a share plan. You can choose any provider in the nation. And there are no co-pays. I can't press that enough. No co-pays. Nothing used to make me matter. Didn't go to see the doctor. And before I even got in the, the, the room to meet him, even before the nurse practitioner put the, the you know blood pressure cuff call fund me, they would want me to pay $25, 50 or $75. Well, you don't have to do that with these uh, plans that Pat has for you. Give him a call. Again, Pat Davis, 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Or go online, read all about it there, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, back with you. And uh, we're taking a look at uh, some of the people who voted against um, making the the bill for people to say they weren't going to get inoculated, that they could do that without losing their jobs. But if they if they did, about how about ta- you know helping them out a little bit, and they should be able to get some unemployment insurance, you know, for that. And it did not that did not pass. Well, there were some Republicans who I consider very good conservative Republicans who voted against the bill. So uh, we're making some phone calls right now. Let's see if we can get them on. Just talk to them. I just want to hear their reasoning. I do, too. I mean, that's the key. What's the reasoning there uh, about that? And, and there's, there's, you know, I might disagree with them, but I'll tell you what. I'll still stand beside them because they're good Republican mm-hmm. conservatives. Yeah. And you it's know? good to understand what the reasoning was. Well, yeah, every, yeah. everybody has to, to stand for what it is why they vote the way that they vote if you don't then i don't want you in office if you don't have a reason that's right and the thing is is that are you using only one reason there and you're not looking at the big picture and Mm -hmm. and that may have been the fault that i see up there a lot of times because they don't understand or they may not have knowledge of the other the other programs or the other where the other money is that ballinger's bill that one, yes. that one. Yeah. was that yeah so that's bob bob Bellin. they waited yeah. till the very end to run it yeah because they well you it. had to because it it covers so many things that it was passed to do passed the thing the senate, is didn't it? it passed the senate and it was sent to the house and it lost and in the it, house and no but now we were winning right up to the very last thing and then when the speaker got up and the, and david got up and some of the others got up and spoke against it then it was like it just flipped it was almost and you've seen this too david at the last minute, when you see a bill that the governor doesn't like, 
and you see him making phone calls up there to that house. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him up. I've seen him running up the steps and run straight through the open doors all the way back down to uh, Shepard's office. And you can, you know, you get, you have conjectures of what's about to go on. And I saw that. I saw that in the sovereignty bill. I saw that happen. I was standing right there the watching. Bill and, all that was- and I saw, I saw the governor running up the steps. And, and running right down, and the doors were open at the house. I could see him running right down there into uh, uh, to the speaker's house, the speaker's office. I knew what was happening. Just you can see what's happening. You, that's one thing about going to these, going to and sitting on these, uh, and in up there in the gallery. It's kind of like an offensive coordinator or defense coordinator. You see, you know the players, and you start watching their body language. And you start you start hearing what they're saying and, and paying attention closely what they're saying, and you know that maybe it's not necessarily their words; it's somebody else's words that's coming out their mouth. Well, I can I can honestly say I'd be stunned if uh, David Ray bowed to the governor because I, I he's not a governor's boy by I, any stretch of the imagination. That, and what I also think is that. And, and I, I tell you, I, I've told you, I think David Ray is a is a brilliant uh, 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 financial guy, physical mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I think that I think that he may not have had all of the information he needed when he when he made that argument. I think there were other alternatives that needed to be explored, or we could have passed it and found that other money that we needed. Because if you're sitting there on a one point, what are you saying, one point one billion, billion dollar, dollar surplus? surplus. And you're sitting on discretionary money, and you're in the governor's rainy day fund, it's and you're sitting on. And if you can pay people to sit on their rear ends at home, I guarantee, you, you know, we can not let them go we to work. We can protect we the can rights protect of our Kansas. The rights of our Kansas, exactly. That's what it comes down to. So, okay, so we're trying to get a hold of David Ray right now, see if he'll come on and and talk a little bit about why he voted against that. I'd that like to so, know. I really that would. sovereignty bill that failed that you just said, that was a major loss for the state of Arkansas. That was that was a bill that said there was going to be repercussions for anyone that did not stand up for the Second Amendment for the state of Arkansas. And let me just say, we love you, Gary Stubblefield. <laughs> All right, he is yeah. one of the great ones as far as conservatives go. Yeah, that's exactly too. right. But there was more... Di- Hey, I've been down there a lot too. There was more deal cutting and deal making, and the, I knew the deal was cut when all the governors, senators voted for it in the Senate. I thought, uh oh, the fix is in the House. I saw it up, and then when it come out and they had the bill that actually doesn't do anything and doesn't have any teeth in it, it was ran by the Montana bill. And guess who it was run by? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was run by somebody that had close relationship with the governor. Who was that? Missy Irving. Okay. And she she used to work for the governor when he was representative up in Washington D.C. She used to drive his golf cart around. She brags about that a lot. And and I and, I, and literally I I does she serve everybody? I beer? I like Missy. Like she's a, she, for as, as a kidding. person. She's exactly. a nice person. She's a nice person. There's lots of nice people. She's up there. done a lot of good things. But and but there there's some things that we have to that. If you actually voted and actually carried the the water for the people here in Arkansas, rather than carrying the water for a governor, that would have been a good one to carry it on. 
that would have been one to carry it on because it not only protected your gun rights, it protected all your civil rights. If there was any un, any unconstitutional yeah, Gary, mandates, Gary Stubblefield's bill was pretty broad. Yeah, and it, it was. was. It, it was covered everything. And it was pretty broad. And 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 the fiduciary responsibility or their oath, they all those people have their taken oath, a fiduciary oath to protect and support both the state constitution and the U.S. Constitution. It's it. You, there's no cut and dry. And why? Whenever somebody's sitting there and they're and they're talking about the same thing, we won't receive federal dollars, or we don't have things. That's what that extortion thing that I say by the government. And it's not just the or federal they say, government. You know, Walmart says this is not a good build. Well, that should tell you that's a pretty good bill. Then mm-hmm. it's probably a pretty <laughs> good bill. <laughs> and I believe if you did if you did the economic impact or the economic. Uh, analysis of it they're missing one big thing is if you start to threaten people's liberties right your economy is going to go to crap i can tell you that if you start yeah and you start you start saying people are going to walk out just like they did southwest airlines and they shut it down my brother was supposed to, he had a plane ticket and was supposed to get on the plane the day before yesterday he said he was so pissed man he said he said i Cannot believe they did this. And I said, "Why did they say? Why did they tell you?" And they said, "Because they didn't have anybody to fly the plane." No, that's right. It and, was a sick in. <laughs> so we used to call them sick in. Yeah, that's sick right. Ends. Everybody just goes to the or house. When, when it was, the, if it's the uh, police officer, the blue flu. Mm-hmm. You know, we all remember the blue flu. Okay, what did he say? Oh, so I, I talked with him for a few minutes there, and um, he did, did actually send me a text to kind of explain some of the things. But so, so one of his issues was kind of the fact of a private private employer should be allowed to make their own decisions and i and i i'm sympathetic with that i think all of us are mm-hmm. um also he he did vote for the other bill for the 1977 that um was going to give some relief and so he, he was supportive okay. of that one um he one of his concerns was that it had no emergency clause so it really wasn't going to provide any protection that was needed um immediately immediately right and um he was also concerned about some of the COVID liability protections that was passed early in the year, and I don't understand that. That that. Um, no, we'd have to talk. Yeah, to we'd him have to talk about to him that. About that. But, yeah, he didn't. He didn't um, um, want to come on this morning, but um, and so then it was kind of a little bit in conflict with the HB nineteen seventy seven apparently, um, because so if SB seven thirty one had passed, it would have basically turned it into a don't ask, don't tell sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, kind of cool, I guess. And that's what know, most of us um, thought it would be, too. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of what it would have done. And um, anyway, so he, he had some problems with it, and, and I think most of us here respect David Ray, and I think uh, we would respect um, some of his reasons, even if we disagree with him somewhat. Yeah. So I, I but, got you. But I, I stand by my I, – I always explain this. I'm a Reaganite, man. I'm an 80-20 guy. If I can get along with you 80% of the time, then we're buddies. It's yep. <laughs> just the way it is. You know, we're buddies. We can do work together. And I talked to I talk, okay, I talk to the, I talk to the uh, senators and representatives up there regularly, and, and, and I pull them offside and ask them why they voted that way. And most of them are very, very 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 honest and they'll tell you why they voted and then we'll discuss we'll start discussing about maybe these were other alternatives you didn't consider it's just like down at school board at whitehall down there i pulled the i pulled the the guy that was over the board and, and uh, pulled him out after the meeting was over 
he came to me and actually pulled his mask off and was discussing some of the other alternatives. And that's what we want to do. We okay. got to talk. To, you got to talk to these guys right. and ask them why they're voted that way. All right, we'll talk further. Bill O'Reilly is ready to talk to us. We'll see what Bill has to say. Then we'll be back to consider more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. All right, now we've been talking about Senate Bill 731. And uh, and uh, David Ray uh, voted against it. We'll talk about it in just a second. I got to remind you about PI Roofing. And PI Roofing wants to take care of your roof for you so that on days like this where it's been raining, the rain stays on the outside and doesn't come on in the inside. You don't want that to happen to you. If you're seeing uh, discoloration on the ceiling or on the wall or you're seeing a little bit of water at the baseboard, uh, that means you need to give the folks at PI Roofing a call, 707-3551, 707-3551. A lot of people think I've got some kind of like bat phone where I just pick it up and you know rings at the other end of joel johnson that's not the way it happens uh i call the same number you do talk to the people at the front desk set up an appointment and they come out they fix my house it's the way it happens or you can go to piroofing.com and they can do it for you uh that way as well a couple of weeks again we'll have uh, joel on and we'll talk about you know working on your roof and things of that nature with that all said Let's move and, and talk to a state legislature over in, in the House. Uh, that's David Ray. David Ray uh, is a personal friend of mine. David Ray is a great conservative. He, he headed up the uh, uh, Americans for Prosperity for years. He knows what he's talking about when he talks about the budget because he studied it and studied it hard during the time that he was uh, for Americans for Prosperity. Then he decided to run for office uh, in the House. He won, and uh, he's a great addition. Now, being friends and saying all of that, there's times that a bill comes up and maybe a representative or senator votes it a different way than you think he should vote it. And so we've been talking about that, David. Were your ears burning, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Paul reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to come on, so I appreciate the offer. Um, I had been helping helping my wife get our kids ready for for uh, daycare this morning, so I hadn't listened to the conversation up till now. But happy to join in. Thanks okay, for there's some questions that uh, you know Wayne's here and RD's here, and and of course uh, we've got Paul here, we have Simone here, and then you got me. All right, and and we're just wondering Sounds about like seven, y'all got a packed house. Yeah, we do. So seven seven thirty one. What was the reasoning behind your vote? Sure. Well, for just a little bit of background, earlier in the week we passed a bill, House Bill nineteen seventy seven. Um, I voted for it, and uh, most of my colleagues did as well. And what the bill did was it affords employees the option of uh, a testing regimen. If, the, if their employer is requiring them to uh, receive the COVID vaccine and they don't want to. And, you know, the main concern that I heard from folks was that they didn't want to have to choose between losing their job and getting the vaccine. Uh, so that bill that we passed allows for that. Um, it allows for an exemption uh, if, they're, if they're willing to be tested. So then this other bill comes along, which is very different. Um, you know, I, I read the bill closely. 
uh, listened to all the testimony on it. The, if you read the bill, it doesn't it doesn't even mention the word the new the new bill seven thirty one doesn't even mention the word mandate at all. Uh, what it did was it prevents an employer uh, or a prospective employer uh, from even asking someone if if they've been vaccinated, and the bill would make it a civil rights violation and allow for a cause of action if the employer did did even ask about that person's vaccination status. And so there were several problems in my mind with that bill, and I'll just tick through them real quick. I, you know, number one, it directly conflicts with the law that we that we first passed, um, you know, 1977, which provides um, some measure of protection for for workers. Um, second, it would have wiped out the liability protections that we passed related to COVID earlier in the session. That was a huge deal. If you'll remember, as we were reopening the economy, um, you know, from the shutdowns, which I was I was not a supporter of. But one of the things that we we knew we had to do was provide some level of protection for businesses in the wake of of COVID, because if they weren't, if they if we didn't, they were going to get sued six ways to Sunday. Um, this bill would have basically wiped that out. Uh, third, it would have opened businesses up to additional liability through all of these employment lawsuits. And trust me, this would have been uh, a bonanza for trial lawyers. Um, you know, there's several other reasons, but I think I'll, I'll just stop there. I'll, I'll mention one more thing, and I think this is probably the most important. You know, 731 came to us from the Senate, and they failed to adopt the emergency clause on it. So even if we had passed this bill, it wouldn't have become law until next January. So no worker that's currently facing the prospect of a termination would have been saved by the passing of this bill. So... Um, you know, some of those details kind of tend to get lost in the discussion, but, you know, I can tell you, I've had probably 10 or 12 colleagues reach out to me since the vote, people who voted for the bill and say, you know, I didn't really read it that closely or, you know, I've thought more about it. I think, I think you, I think I actually agree with you, with what you were saying now. So, you know, it's not as cut and dry, I don't think, as, um, a lot of people, uh, act like it is, but anyway. Okay, well, let me let me allow Wayne and RD to have, uh, ask you a couple of questions, and then I'll let you go. I won't keep you from your kids. Hey, right, you know, I, I think you're a financial genius, anyway. Um, but what, the thing is, is that if we we have money, I know what we have a surplus of of over one point one billion dollars or something like that. Plus, you have discretionary fund and the governor's rainy day funds and we have and we're sitting there paying people to sit at home and and you and we couldn't find the money that's that's one of the biggest issues i i heard all through this whole argument one of the other things is that there was a there was a couldn't find the money for what couldn't find the money to 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 fund that uh that issue that was the biggest issue was they were afraid that it would just it would just overwhelm uh you know lawsuits and everything what i'm trying to say is there was actually a a court case in Ohio, a district court that actually stated that says when a state has no remedy to a violation of one's civil rights, and that includes both the employer as well as the as well as the employee. That, for instance, this would be a Fourth Amendment violation. It says it should force the judiciary to place an immediate and enforceable injunction on the violating entity, and that includes government 
and private. So it would be almost like that don't ask, don't tell bill that I was talking about. And it's based on the 14th Amendment. This well, the money, the money, the, yeah, the money issue, Wayne, that people were arguing about was whether ARPA funds right. could be used for, for a grant program. That's, that's, that I, I didn't really, I didn't bring that up in any of my arguments because I didn't really think that was a big sticking point on the bill. Um, you know, you mentioned the, the don't ask, don't tell thing. I mean, Look, there's a lot of our employers that that can and do ask about vaccination status all the time. If you if you go get a job at a hospital, they require you to have a flu shot um, in in many many instances. But, and so, um, but, if but you go enroll at a, I agree. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, if you go down to UALR this week and enroll in courses, you're going to get asked for your vaccination records. That's not a violation of your civil rights, and. Um, you know, what this bill would have done was create a new protected class. And, you know, I'm sorry, but I fought against the hate crime bill um, all session long because I don't think we need to be layering in more and more protected classes into our law. And, um, you know, that's, you, that's you what already have two protected classes, the employer and the employee in this instance. And if you violate no, those, those, the rights no, of those, that, that, each one of them. That, that's that's the wrong that's the wrong wording of protected class. That's not what I'm talking about here. Okay, you're, you're talking about special protected class. Yes, yes. And so you get, you get special rights because of your status as a. As a yeah. What I, what we mean by yeah what what I mean by protected class is you know federal law for example has said you can't fire someone solely on the basis of their race. Right. So race race becomes a protected class at that point for, for employment purposes. Uh, that's what, that's what I'm talking about there. Then, then what about the illegal aliens that are coming across the border in streams? And then what about the U S uh, up the U S capital? Well, that's illegal. Have... I'm, I'm totally against illegal immigration. I know you are. I don't, but what I'm saying is that know. why aren't we at bringing those questions up too? I mean, well, he's not able to, I understand. Well, yeah. I, I am he's bringing not, those questions yeah. up. Well, you're but not French Hill. That's what I'm saying. That's out your jurisdiction for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I hear what you're saying. Look, I'm against the, Afga- the, the Afghanistan withdrawal, the way that was bungled. But, you know, in the state legislature, I don't get much say over it. <laughs> yeah, your, uh, your voice in that is about as big as mine, isn't it? We we just wanted sure. to, we just wanted to hear your side of the story yeah. and 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 uh, and I and I agree with a lot of your reasoning. Yeah. I just wondered sure. that there well, were other if there were other ways because I I kept hearing there was only one side. You have one consultant that was actually asked the DFNA uh, consultant who I consider as a hired gun because they're the ones paying uh, that consultant. And why did we didn't have another another opinion? I uh, looked at that because every every court case that I've been involved in, as you always have an expert on both sides of the argument. Yeah, well, that and that wasn't my reason for voting against the bill. You know, I didn't really what DFNA center uh, said didn't really enter into the equation in my mind. Um, okay. <clears throat> I mean, was, I'll be honest with you, David. I I can understand your concerns if this bill was going to be in 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 conflict with other bills that you had passed earlier. Then there was a problem there. There was definitely a problem that needed to be yeah. uh, uh, addressed. Hold on, real quick, RD, go ahead. Hey, hey, we appreciate your hey. Good being morning, conserving, RD. Good, being conservative. Good morning, and uh, we appreciate your fight. You know, against hate crime, 
legislation. We're definitely against hate crime, but we are against the legislation that creates protective classes the way you said. But I think this bill could have been worked on, maybe in the form it is. I understand hospitals and certain people may have to give up some of their rights to to uh, do some of the things that they do to work in certain situations. But I think uh, that our rights to have private medical uh, information and not to have our medical information open for everybody is is something that's worth protecting from the federal government. So this bill is something in this form that it was in. It may not have been easy to pass the way it was, but uh, I wish it could have been set aside and worked on when there was more time to p- protect the the medical history and, and people's right to make their own medical choices. But we, I very yeah. much thank you calling in, but... I think this bill could have been improved with a, with a few amendments, and and hopefully well, something I, similar will come up in the future. Yeah, hey, you make a good point, RD, and that is, <laughs> and I don't want to get too much into the into the the machinations and behind the scenes stuff, but I, I'll I'll dip my toes in it, I guess, since you brought it up. You know, uh, the bill sponsors are both my friends. Um, I've worked with them on on other bills, and they've helped me pass bills, and I've helped them pass bills. But on this particular issue, they didn't exactly try to find consensus with folks. They didn't exactly try to um, try to address people's concerns. They just basically said, hey, we've got this bill, um, and we're going to pass it. And we were like, a lot of us said, hey, well, what about this? We're concerned about this part right here, or what, what this consequence would be. And their attitude was basically, too bad, so sad. So that's not really the way the legislative process works. There's always some give and take. And if you're if you're unwilling to bend on anything, you don't get much stuff passed. All right. David, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show this morning, brother. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, guys. Talk yep. to you later. Got to get a break in. Let's do that. Don't forget about uh, East End Towing. East End Towing is your best towing option that is out there. No matter what the situation, East End Towing uh can handle it for you and take care of it all you got to do is call them their phone number put it in your phone now 501-888-8849 501-888-8849 when before that tow truck hooks you up or carries you away know where they're going to take you use a towing company you are sure of and that would be east end towing as far as i'm concerned that number again 501-888-8849 all right back with you dave ellswick show hope you enjoyed uh david ray being with us he had some yeah, very was, logical and good reasons I, I, for voting the way he did yeah, i appreciate him calling in and kind of um explaining his position and I, I think this is one of those issues that conscientious liberty-minded people differed on i, I, th- I think i, it agree really, with I think you it that. really was and so there's there's p- people that that had conflict on this issue that voted Different my main point sometimes. that I go along with what Ray is saying is that if what you're voting on, if you pass it, is suddenly going to cause conflicts with two other bills that just the day before you voted on, then maybe you should pull the bill down and take it back and work it That's over right. a little and bit so the, and then bring it forth and, and, again. And I think that would have been maybe a, a, a good approach. One of the reasons I think that, that maybe some of this – um, legislation the, the sponsors were not very willing to to make amendments was i think there's a lot of pressure by the leadership to 
get this stuff passed and we're going to go home. But I, yeah, I, I they think, want it to go home. Right. Right. So, 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 so I think what's the reason for you uh, right. uh, wanting to wanting to go ahead and vote on this bill and get it over with? Mm-hmm. And I think the the representative stood up and says. Because I want to go home. But I, think, I, so I think there was a, back yeah, home home a strong. Yeah. There was a strong push for you get this passed now or you get nothing. So I think I think there was a strong push for that, and so I, I think that might have been part of the motivation behind some of the sponsors not wanting to make changes. Because normally, I, I think like like David Ray was suggesting and, and talking about is that normally you you would hash that out right, be, right. through committees right. right and so that's what you would do right and so i think there's a lot of a lot of push but so i what I, and i wanted to ask him but we didn't get a chance that so there's at least the rumors are saying that the governor's going to call a special session shortly like maybe within the next week what for for, for tax cuts oh tax cuts and, okay. um, and so that's an opportunity i think for them, the legislators, to bring up. If two-thirds want to le- bring right, it up. Right. And so, right. you know, in a couple of weeks, if a lot of people are losing their jobs and there's starting to be some chaos, the legislators might decide, you know what, this is important enough that maybe we need to go ahead and and make something happen sooner than January. And yes. so maybe what's, what and might happen is they'll go ahead and get enough to make their get their emergency clause passed, and, and they'll fix, then, then I they'll make it sooner. As people are going to do it, we'll sit down and hammer it all and out, I, and that might happen, or it might just they might get something that's that's real simple that that can be understood clearly without a whole lot of um, messiness. Either you so agree with that, here's your sucker. And, and since and since that, you know, he David made a good point. And since this won't take effect for ninety days, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a special session coming up, mm-hmm. we could have passed it, and it still wouldn't affect anything. And then you could have added an amendment in that special session. You maybe you maybe could, and, and, but I, but I, that's what I'm talking about. That, that's that's, possi- that's yeah, possible. That's possible. But you don't. You don't that's either or. You don't add amendments. Point. They can still go back in yeah. and bring it back. Yeah, but you right. have to have two thirds, I think, to bring. Yeah, it I think back. you will. And yeah. so the, you, and you if couldn't. If we passed it, you just you just add an amendment to it, saying take well, it, that's, that's, away not how, that's not how that works. But but you don't add amendments to bills during a special session um, to a bill that was already passed. And so you'd have to have a, have a whole new bill. Yeah. But yeah, amendments happen to bills that haven't been passed yet. But. Um, and so I think it's a possibility, and if and if it's if there's a bunch of crazy stuff going on here in two or three weeks because of all the people being fired, then I, I think that that might be enough push for their two thirds or three quarters majority, whatever it is that takes it to to. Um, I just to want businesses to understand there is not a federal dictate, yeah, that says that you have if it, you, that you have to make your employees. Was a hundred plus right that you have to make them be vaccinated it's not a law, that's yeah. not what the president said the president said i'm calling on my friends in business yes to have their employees uh you know vaccinated now it's up to the business that's what it comes up to now it comes up to the business so are you know are are you a Democrat or are you a, or a, a Republican? Are you freedom loving or aren't you? And you know so, that's the way mafia works. They come back there and they said, "My way. friends, I'm you know I'm I'm on ask my friends to do that and got you yeah. with the back." Now, to, to talk about that, you got to kind of bend your nose a little bit when you say that. <laughs> yeah, but the bottom line also is there are mandates coming on this, people. There are federal mandates coming, and don't think there's not federal mandates. Well, yeah, we'll coming. see. There's there's threats of them. It but seems there's like threats of the mandates and. Uh, uh, whenever the federal mandates come, 
it would be best if Arkansas already had laws in place that protected individuals' medical history. So this is something that needs to be addressed beforehand to protect yes. our freedom instead of waiting until it after it happens. Well, that's what the sovereignty bill was all about. Exactly. That's exactly I mean, what I'm the sovereignty all, I was bill all about it. I was all to see about it. Pass. So, Absolutely. But the, it comes down to the bottom line whenever the federal money comes down on the, on the on the block what's most important to you right and, and, uh, that, Boy, and it's coming you know what that music means we're out of time we've been having and i'm telling you right now heidi's looking at me and says i'm not the one that to cut you off the computer <laughs> all right all right wayne thanks for coming Thank Good you. luck on your campaign. Thank you very much. All right. If people want to get in, vote. people want to get in touch with you, do they call you or what? Um, yeah, you. My number's on there. You can get me on Facebook. Um, my uh, Wayne email, Beach. My my email address is w w b e e c h the number one at aol dot com. Send me a send me a shoot me an email, or you can shoot my text. My number, my phone number on my phone is five zero one nine four zero. 6235. That's 501-940-6235. And remain civil. Maintain your composure. If you want him to show your respect. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Simone, thanks for coming in. Appreciate you, R.D. Paul, thank you, guys. Yes, sir. See you tomorrow. The women will be here. And I think it would probably be more cantankerous on the Dave Ellswick Show. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.